motherhood, and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast, where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families. No matter your path, it's an adventure with highs, lows, and in-betweens. Let's explore together. Welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am excited to be here today with our guest, Emily McClellan. Thank you so much for joining me, Emily. Of course, I'm so excited to be here with you. So a little bit more about Emily. Emily is a creative. She co-owns Evie Rose with her oldest friend, and together they create florals that are unique, purposeful, connect their clients to nature, and celebrate life in an extra special way. Emily enjoys chatting over a cup of tea or a large mug of coffee, embracing the ways that she can laugh and connect with her clients and empower them to be their authentic selves in the design process. Emily is most proud of leading her business with an eco-conscious mindset. Every Rose now has a large seasonal growing garden and is adding new plants and flowers each year to use exclusively for their designs and events. As well as being a mom of two small kiddos, Emily is the operations behind Evie Rose. This role includes building their website, being the client communicator, and all things admin, which includes as well running the numbers and keeping their books on target. She definitely wears many hats. And I would agree because your kiddos are small. <laughs> They're four <laughs> and two. So you are doing many things. But where I wanted to start it, Emily, is I absolutely love that you've created a business relationship with your oldest and dearest friend. So I'm curious, how did Abby Rose come to be? And what has the journey been like building a business with your best friend? Well, so I have been thinking about this and the biggest word that comes to mind is just fun. Leanna and I have been friends um, since grade nine in high school and I won't date myself, but it's been a long time and we have always been creative together. Our business essentially started when my mom and I, who was a florist as well, did her flowers for her wedding back in, oh goodness me. 2013. So a long time ago. And then we found ourselves in this place where it was just sparking all of these creative ideas. And we were running a separate business doing home decor and flowers just became our new medium that we loved. And so that kind of led us into a path of choosing flowers to be our creative place. But we've always been each other's cheerleaders and through life and our business, we just find ourselves saying more now than ever that we would not be doing this without one another. So many people told us at the beginning that, you know, don't start a business with your friend. Everyone has horror stories, how hard it would be to keep things, you know, in a friendship place. But I remember so vividly our first brainstorming session all those years ago on Leanna's couch. 
And the thing that we said that came out of our mouths at the same time was we want to be friends first. So we have really stuck to that motto and we often have to pause our work conversations and say, can I talk to you as my friend? <laughs> and so, you know, we, we continue to make that really, really important. That is so interesting. It's such a, a neat evolution to have to be working with someone that you've known since grade nine. Because I think about myself in grade nine, which is a very long time ago. And that is so <laughs> incredible that you've maintained that friendship and then created this incredible business together as well. And does uh, Liana have kids as well? Yes, she also has two kids. We both had our daughters first and they're about seven months apart and then we had sons second and they are also around nine ten months apart oh my goodness you're going through so many things together at the same time as well yes so many (laughs) oh my goodness that's exciting and that must create as well an element of sort of understanding because there's something about being in a similar stage of life at the same time as well that I'm sure you can both be a a great support for one another in lots of different ways. Yeah, I think that's always been such an important part of, you know, even before we were business owners, our own friendship was really that support network. Like we've always been, we are essentially sisters. So that's always been such a cornerstone of our relationship is just supporting each other and cheering each other on. And yeah, we've very easily come into this stage of life together and, you know, stages of life of our business has been together. So I think that's never going to change. That is very, very cool. I love that. And of course, along with being a business owner, you're also a mom to your two children. And I'm curious, what are some of the successes and challenges that you've experienced in your own motherhood work juggle? And what are some of the key choices and strategies that have helped you along the way? So kind of a two-part question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this question because I think everyone has such a different journey, especially, you know, speaking to so many moms who are also business owners. I think there's so many good things that you can try and everyone has a different way of like processing this. So just preface by saying there are millions of ups and downs. I think like every day has an up and every day has a down, but you know, we've done this whole business life struggle through being pregnant, having newborns, like running our very busy seasonal business the whole way through. So something that we came up with very early on was we don't want to work Sundays because we run an events business. Oftentimes our weekends are very full. So I wouldn't say we've never worked a Sunday, but it is very important to our kind of work-life balance and it's a very much a no-go zone. So that's been really key. The other thing that I would say has really changed the way that we, we view our business as a business instead of as, you know, something we do for fun is that we live and die by our calendar. So That means, you know, we want to take advantage of our beautiful Canadian summers and we do a lot of weddings, which also happen through that same season. So something that we put into place very early on was blocking off those weekends and having that really, really important family time. So if there's one thing you can do to make that happen, do it and stick to it and 
yeah, turn that business off and enjoy the weekend and enjoy the cottage and, you know, make sure that's happening for yourself because that is what will fuel you on the days that are hard. No, that is such great advice because I think it can be hard to set those boundaries. And I think it's so easy to get caught in this place where you're thinking about work while you're with your kids or vice versa. And it's just having that really distinct separation and saying, you know, this time is going to be for work time and this time is going to be for family fun time. I think it just takes so much pressure off of your shoulders to be able to have that clarity and those boundaries in place. That is fantastic advice. And have you had have you experienced some challenges have you, as you've sort of been working through this or figuring this out? And I meant to ask you too, the timing of creating your business, was that before having children or after, or how did that kind of work? And, and what did sort of the, the, the growing up or of your kids sort of affect how things have maybe changed a little bit for you? Yeah, absolutely. Another awesome question. So we had our previous business, our home decor business before kids. And it was just something we wanted to do for fun. And, you know, we were very both, we were both creative people. Leanna actually has an interior design background and she's a fine artist. So we were doing that already, a kind of like a side job on the weekends and Christmas markets. And then I became pregnant first and we decided, you know, let's choose one thing we wanted to do and do that. And flowers became that choice. And as you know, the kiddos kept coming and we, we kept being like, okay, let's do this full time. And it kind of just synced up really nicely that we were on mat leaves at different times than each other. (laughs) So we could still keep our business kind of chugging along during those times. And here we are five years later and our business is booming and we're still trying to keep up, honestly. (laughs) That's exciting though. That's wonderful. And I think I think that's so such an interesting part of your story to share because I think sometimes we can get stuck in our mind that we sort of need to pick that one thing and it just needs to be static or stay in a in a certain way, right? Whereas, you know, as you're on say maternity leave or your kids are getting a little bit older, then things change and you can kind of in your case work together w- with your friend and find a way to make that work together. But yeah, it's, I think it's easy again, too, to get stuck in thinking, I have to choose this one path and to, to be able to have that flexibility in place to kind of adapt as, as things change over time is really important. Yeah. And I think for a lot of, you know, moms who are business owners, that flexibility, that keyword was the reason and the you know, the motivation to really make this business what it is today, because we knew that we wanted to be flexible. And, you know, we also knew that this was something that we were driven by that really fueled our creativity and that we knew we would be happy doing long-term. So that was an easy decision. That was the easy part. (laughs) The not so easy part was, you know, having a newborn and, you know, working on your computer while you're trying to breastfeed and all those really juicy moments. But it makes it all worthwhile because we can see the light and that flexibility has given us the opportunity to really be the mothers that we want to be. Yeah. And that seems to be a common theme that comes up because I think 
in being a mom, it can be hard when you don't have that flexibility in place. And that was actually one of the motivators of me retiring at the age of 35 from being a classroom teacher because there was no flexibility there. I had to be at the school at a certain time and leave at a certain time. And with my husband not having a flexible job either as a as a school principal, that just wasn't working well for us. So yes, that flexibility piece is, is key. And the images of being on the computer while breastfeeding, I completely resonate with as well. <laughs> yeah, I remember I had my first panic attack as a new mom, while I was trying to respond to emails and double breast pumping at the same time. And I was on my yoga ball because my chair wouldn't fit the breast pump at the desk. (laughs) So, and my yoga ball slipped and two almost full bottles of breast milk slammed down on the floor. I was crying and so angry at the same time. I, yeah, my first real heart attack moment you know when you lose breast milk so yeah it was a juggle (laughs) yes it really really is oh my goodness now I wanted to ask you too because I have such huge admiration for people who are so creative and I know creative creativity is a huge part of who you are and in motherhood it can be tricky to really foster those pieces of ourselves, it can be easy to get lost in a sense in the overwhelm of all that being a mom encompasses. So I was wondering if you could share with us how you foster your own creativity and how other moms might let their own creativity shine in motherhood as well. I love that you asked this question just because I think it is so, so important There are so many of us that get really, you know, bogged down in our new role as a mother and kind of lose ourselves or our sense of self during this new journey. And there's so much value in exploring that creative side of you again. And I think, you know, just trying to engage and connect with things that really inspire you or used to inspire you will really fire you up again. And I just, if there's anything that you can take away from this is just try it. Take a moment. A lot of my self-care is creative self-care. So fostering those creative habits that you, you have or trying new ones. I personally love to sew and DIY. So I'll often be sanding down a piece of furniture and repainting it for the house. But anything that you can consider you time or that just makes you feel rejuvenated or energized. Yeah, it's just vital to feeling you again. So I highly encourage you to try something old or new and just connect with that feeling. Do you have something specific that you do to create that time and space for creativity? It is really hard some days, to be honest. Like when you're a creative person, it kind of comes in these waves. And like, if you're feeling creative, you have to jump on it. But I've learned that there are times that that works and times that that doesn't. And with the support of my partner, I take a lot of time for myself in the evenings when I can be creative. So if that's just, you know, putting up your favorite TV show and pulling out some of your projects and, you know, Leanna and I have 
gotten into doing wine dates over Zoom while we both kind of do our own little project. So finding a friend and maybe doing it together is a good idea and good way to, to do that too. Yeah, that those are all great ideas. And it really sounds like in order to make that time, you have to be very intentional about creating that space and time to be able to do that and knowing the benefit to yourself. And it's a part of what sort of fills you and fuels you. And I know that is exactly the same for me. I find if I haven't had time in my day or week to do those things that I need to do to kind of fill my own cup, I am not at my best for anybody else. And I know that my husband definitely recognizes that. And and when I have some time and space to do the things I need to do, it's definitely a win for everybody, I feel. <laughs> Totally agree with you. Yeah, it's very apparent when I haven't had enough of that me time in my week. And, you know, with young kids too, I find sharing my creativity with them is really special. And my my daughter, Mary, is so creative. I can just tell she loves sitting and drawing for hours. And so I've really gotten into baking with them and decorating cookies and just kind of like sharing that creative um, side of yourself with your kids is a great way to start. And I think it sets such a good example too, right? That doing those kinds of things are really good for us and our overall sense of self and just health and wellness, right? And and then having that time together as well to have that uh, intentional connection time. I bet your kids love that and it creates some fantastic mm-hmm memories and moments with them for sure. And I know, Emily, that a cornerstone of your business is an eco-conscious mindset. So I wanted to dive into that with you for a minute. So I'm curious as to what you're doing that supports your eco-conscious values in your business and everyday life. And then maybe if you have some ideas how other moms might implement this mindset with their own families or the things that they're doing. Yes. Also another great question. So we get this a lot and I think there's a lot of talk and, and information about, you know, trying to be sustainable or living an eco-conscious life. And it's really easy to get overwhelmed by the choices or the things that you feel you're not doing. So I encourage you to just think about it this way. So if each one of us takes one individual step in our day or our week or our month, to make a choice that aligns more with our, you know, sustainable values or just a small little tweak that we can make. If we all do that together, that means hundreds of millions of steps are being taken every day or every week or every month. So don't feel like it's on you to make a huge change. A small one will make the world of difference. So some things that I do that are super easy are, and because of COVID, it may be a little more challenging, but bringing your own grocery bags to the store, everyone shops, everyone can reduce the amount of plastic that they're bringing back into their house uh, with shopping bags. The other huge thing I really incentivize is coffee cups. So I know we've been kind of sugarcoating the fact that, you know, coffee cups are recyclable. They are hundred percent not. They're going into landfills. 
because they're wax coated. There are not enough guidelines in Canada for to force businesses to make this change. So they're not making it because it's a dollar amount. So if we can bring our own coffee cups or just make that extra coffee at home, that is a really a huge impact that we can all make right away because those coffee cups are, are going to take hundreds of years to decompose in a landfill. They can't be recycled. So that sometimes feels daunting, but just think about how your dollars also speak to your actions. So having a really just a small little discussion with your partner or your family members about, you know, what businesses, what brands are you supporting? Like, where is your money going to show your impact on supporting businesses that are local or that are following values of your own? Those are the things that we do in our business as well. So we make small little changes every year that bring us closer to our values and closer to feeling good about the choices that we're making. And that's a huge reason why we are growing our own flowers because we want to say, you know, we can compost as much as possible because it's on our own land and we know that it's not pesticide sprayed and those pesticides are not going to go back into the soil and back into our water system. So we are doing that because we can and we source from local growers and farmers that we know. So those are the little things that we are doing. And I'd be happy to share with your audience some of the businesses and brands that I support and think that are doing a great job of that too. That would be wonderful. And I could absolutely share those in the show notes so people could have a look at some of those. And I do so appreciate you sharing how it can feel so overwhelming and daunting and what can I as one individual really do? And it actually, I don't know if you've seen the Ikea commercial and it talks about one small thing and how that one small thing doesn't seem very big, but when everybody is doing all of these small things, it can actually make such a huge and significant impact. And, you know, in schools, there's a lot of discussion about the environment and making choices. And we do talk about things at our home. We compost and recycle and try and be thoughtful around uh, the things that we're using and where we're purchasing from, etc. And it's interesting, uh, one of our kids in particular is a little outspoken, and we haven't been out to a restaurant in a while. But I remember that we asked to not have straws for the kids' drinks. And then they came with straws, and the kids were just appalled because that had been a huge part of their discussion at school about disposable straws, and they were just so terrible for the environment. And they were ready to like write a, a letter to the restaurant owner and, and let them know how they felt. They were just quite disappointed. So it's, it's a great conversation to have as a family. What can you do as a family to be more eco-conscious and make decisions that support mm-hmm. a healthy environment. So I love that you're doing that with your business as well. And I think kids are the easiest to take these new things on board. Like they are all about it. Give them a reason and a, you know, a small discussion and they run with those ideas. So let them be your guiders. You know, I'm sure they're, they're having these conversations in, in their classrooms or with their peers and you know, maybe we don't have, you know, the cutting edge advice, but let them start a discussion with us. And, you know, maybe they have some great ideas for your home that might really change the way that you look at things. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate them, you know, making those comments or 
touching a mistake, right? Like, hey, mom, that should have gone in the compost, for example, right? So I, I think it's, I think it's important. They're watching and learning and listening. And it's great to see them be a part of those conversations and those changes that we're making. So Emily, I wanted to ask you because in the part-time jungle, we like to keep things real because it can often look like and feel like everyone has it way more together than we do. But motherhood obviously is truly an adventure. So I was wondering if you had a mommy mess up that you would be willing to share with us. So maybe a mistake, something you wished you had done differently or a learning opportunity that you've had as a mom. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I think having these little discussions are so normalizing to moms and we have all been there, but I recently had an experience that I will not soon forget. We were out and I am potty training my two and a half year old and I had been busy with work the, that morning and we were going to a birthday party. And so my, my partner had wrapped up the kids and gotten them in the car. And anyways, we went through the whole party without an accident. And I was very proud of my little one. Except for about 10 minutes before the cake was about to be cut. I smell a whiff, you know, oh like your mommy can brain can decipher exactly which one is yours. and so he had he just had his underwear on and he'd done a poo in his pants which absolutely happens and it's not a huge deal except that once we got to the bathroom I realized we had not brought a diaper bag with us so here I am with no wipes trying to use toilet paper (sighs) to like clean down legs and get clothes off (laughs) then I realized we don't even have another pair of pants So while everyone else is in the living room cutting the cake and taking videos of presents being open, I'm trying to wrangle my two children, one of whom is pantsless, to try and get him home in the car. Oh, no. Oh, well, we got home, but he did have to sit on his jacket in the car seat because they would have been poop all over that. Yes. Yep. These things happen that, yes, I've had so many similar moments with forgotten diapers or, yeah. And, and of course, right. It's just, it's tricky to, there's so many things that we're thinking about so many things that we're juggling and then these things happen and we think, oh my goodness. Oh no. And here I am dealing with this situation and oh boy. (laughs) But then yeah. we can look back and laugh. <laughs> Thank goodness we can look back and laugh because that would, yeah, it was wonderful. Just running running across the street <laughs> with my mooning child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the joys with the diapers and the potty trading. It's, yes. That is definitely an adventure. <laughs> and yes. Emily, I was wondering before we wrap things up, if you had any final thoughts or words of wisdom for moms who are listening, who are looking for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggles? Sure. I think, you know, it's taken a long time to feel this kind of balance, but I highly recommend having a great morning routine. So I get up 
before my kiddos get up to just feel grounded and feel connected to myself each day. So if you're able to afford the time, if you're juggling a lot and you're feeling like you just don't have the space or time to find that time for yourself, I think prioritize that and things will get better. Just make sure you are putting you first, taking care of number one so you can take care of all the other numbers. It'll create a lot of balance and value. And what are some of the elements of your morning routine that work well for you? What are some of the key pieces that that you make time for? Yeah, there are a lot of things that I've trial and errored, but right now my morning routine is I put on my therapy fountain, which is AKA my diffuser. (laughs) Then I meditate for a little bit. I usually do some yoga or a workout to get me up and going and I journal. And so that's about an hour and a half of just purely for myself. And it really does make me feel ready for the day. I find the days that I don't do that, like typically on weekends, I would want to sleep in. I, I, I'm not myself. And so it has really, really become a huge part of like how I can transition from mom to me to the, my best self and give all the things that need focus the right amount of attention. That is great advice. And I too, have a morning routine and I value it highly and it's important to my day, but on the weekends, I don't get up as early. What time do you wake <laughs> up at? I get up at five 30. Okay. Yeah. I'm five fifteen Monday to Friday. And then on yes. the weekend I fall. Well, I let myself sleep, but truthfully, I, I almost miss my morning routine because then I'm more often like sort of waking up at a similar time as the kids and not having that quiet and calm that I do kind of need. So maybe if I got up just a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. <laughs> not quite I'm trying early. to teach, I'm trying to teach my kids to bring me tea in bed in the morning. So if that would happen on the weekend, <laughs> I'd be surely okay. <laughs> that would be a huge win. Huh? Or breakfast in bed, maybe. <laughs> well, I, we can't jump too high. <laughs> oh, and who knows how that would turn out, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But we can, who we knows can what aim. kind of break? You might get some, you know, Cheerio crumbs in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goals, right? The goals. Well, Emily, I want to thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story and ideas and knowledge with us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you and the amazing work that you do, where are the best places to find you? We are on Instagram at Evie Rose Design Co. And our website is evierosedesign.com. I am also at on Instagram as myself at Emily Mac Florist and happy to share the conversation anytime. That's wonderful. I'll make sure to share all of that. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, Emily. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. 
see you next time where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together.